This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, A People's History. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, A People's History premieres May 9th, streaming on Hulu. Hey, hey, you're listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm Brittany Luce. A couple weeks ago, music history was made when Beyonce took home the Grammy for Best Dance and Electronic Album. Thank you so much. I'm trying not to be too emotional. She became the first Black woman ever to receive the award. Which is funny because Beyonce's renaissance was an homage to the massive Black queer contributions to dance music. I'd like to thank the queer community for your love and for inventing this genre. Thank you. If Beyonce was drawing from the past, my guest today, Kalella, is charting dance music's Black queer future. Black people know that that's their music, that that's us. Kalella released her last album, Take Me Apart, in 2017. But over the past six years, she never disappeared from the dance floor. That's because her sound had a seismic influence on electronic music. And for years, her music has been a staple of underground dance parties around the world. Now Kalella is back with a new album called Raven, which once again remakes dance music in her image. I've always felt that your music, you know, people always use that phrase, like ahead of the curve, ahead of its time, rather. Um, And I always think that phrase puts whatever they're discussing out of step with time. Mm -hmm. I have felt more so that your music is about pulling us into the future. What future are you imagining when you make music and whose future is it? I guess for me, that future is one where, where the work that we're doing, especially as Black femmes and non-binary people is acknowledged, recognized, and who are doing this sort of emotional work and leading with tenderness and vulnerability while also being treated like Hmm. That's just a thing, a pattern that I see happening throughout the world it's like across cultures literally cross cultural like just everywhere all the time and i guess i wanted this to be the soundtrack to that work raven is all about liberation from what We'll get into that, but to tease you just a little bit, it has something to do with the push and pull of emotional labor marginalized people have to put in every day. And you can hear that as Kalela shifts in and out of thumping dance beats into watery, wet ambiance. Today, we're soaking up Kalela's future. One where Black queer people like herself are raving at the front of the dance floor and where liberation for these folks is created not just by themselves, but by those who profess to love them. After a quick break. This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu with Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. 
Directed by Prentice Penny, Black Twitter, A People's History, tells the story of how Black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, A People's History, premieres May 9th, streaming on Hulu. This message comes from Capital One, offering commercial solutions you can bank on. Now more than ever, your business faces unique challenges and opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services, all tailored to your short and long-term goals. Backed by the strength and stability of a top 10 commercial bank, their dedicated experts work with you to build lasting success. Explore the possibilities at CapitalOne.com slash commercial, a member FDIC. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Kalela, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a real pleasure to be here. I've been listening for a long time and... Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Listening to it what for a long time? It's been a minute. What? I mean, <laughs> you blow my I mind. I mean, I you know, it's like I haven't listened to every episode, but I I have. No, I don't. Look, my mama has to listen to every episode. It's really cool to be part of the <laughs> legacy, girl. Come on. Oh, it's cute. You know, I've read that you know any underground black queer dance party, they'll play your music. I wonder what is it like for you to see black femme people up at the front of your party or on a dance floor, dancing to the music that you made for them. I couldn't ask for more, to be honest. It really hits the spot. Because also there's a feeling of security. It it builds inside me when I'm throwing out like many different references, you know, and I'm Mm -hmm. within the same track even sometimes moving between two different sounds. Right. I think about queer Black femmes and non-binary people who can't lean into mm, masculinity, maleness, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that intersecting experience makes it so that you understand a lot of different references. Mm. But you feel like the people that you're making the music for are able to ride with you through all of the contours of what you created. Period. That is essentially what I'm saying. And Hmm. yeah, I would say the people that are reliably front and center, you know, at the shows and (laughs) the ones who are screaming the lyrics in front of the DJ booth are people who are dealing with that intersecting experience. Um, And Mm. that is just a beautiful thing to kind of like not, to not like dictate that literally, but Mm -hmm. to have intention and then it kind of manifests in front of you that way is really, is really beautiful. Absolutely. Is there a moment that sticks out in your mind where you saw people like just totally getting your music and being taken over by your music and dancing and you were like, yes, like this is the future I want. This is the future I am always creating into. The times that I can think about that, it's it's when it's happened um, in the club and I'm hearing an edit that a DJ made. The way that I've heard my voice recontextualize um, Mm. in the club, you know, I'll be listening to the beginning of a beat. And I remember there was one in particular, Total Freedom, who saw what I was doing and, and really just like 
I felt seen by. He played, um, you know, this Rick Ross, got it. You know that got it beat? (laughs) Okay, so he did an edit that is um, one of my songs called Enemy. So he put this enemy Mm -hmm. vocal over the got it beat. So I heard this thing. I thought we were about to listen to Got It. And then it's, it's like the beginning of that beat. And it's like, you're all up on me now that you're my enemy. You're all up on me now that you're my enemy. Hearing that over that beat, wow. I'm screaming and I'm I'm running to the DJ booth. And I'm like, what is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? You are not well. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a very exhilarating experience to hear yourself contextualize and recontextualize. And that's just a very beautiful Black tradition. You know, people might reduce it to editing and, and remixing, but really we're talking about arrangement where people are using the tools that they have available to recreate something, to make something feel new. And that's just something I love being a part of. I want to talk about this album. You know, it, it makes sense that, you know, when you talk about, I don't know, just feeling um, free, you talk about feeling like um, you're so excited to release this new music into this sort of new moment that we're in, in in, in Black music in general. Um, you know, you, even when you talk about just the freedom that you're trying to offer your, you know, the audience that you really want to speak to the most, like Black queer femme people, it makes so much sense because at the heart of your new project, Raven, is this idea of liberation and feeling free. 100%. And on the title track, Raven, you sing over the line, leave it all tonight, over the line, closer to what I need tonight. And that gives way to this like dark club beat. Period. It caught me a little off guard when I was listening to the album all the way through the first time um, in a good way. It caught me off guard in a good way. But what liberation have you found for yourself in making the music on this album? You know, when I first started working on this record, I didn't know like the sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I did know was that I wanted to use this process to feel good with myself, like to build my confidence. And when I think about the liberation that it's provided me, it's it's through that practice of editing myself less. Mm. It's through working with other black and brown producers, especially black femmes. Mm. So there's a lot of liberation in sharing that labor, in making it not just my job to, you know, to do the liberating. Find 
much of your new album, it reads as a breakup album. Yeah. Who are you breaking up with? <laughs> because I suspect, I suspect there could be someone in your life or was someone in your life, but I wonder if it's also like a breakup album with, I don't know, on some levels, cis men, on some levels, anybody who is. Say that. Period. Bring, <laughs> just bringing. Just making this hard for us. Making this harder than it already <laughs> is. One thing I'll say is that it doesn't articulate anything around any um, singular relationship. Mm -hmm. There's three people or two or three people that I'm able to evoke on this record. I wasn't in an official relationship with any of them. I even dealt with somebody last fall who displayed some of the same things. And I told him, you're going to think that I wrote the, the songs about you. <laughs> but I didn't know you when I wrote the songs, but they apply. But what we're talking mm -hmm. about is a dynamic, right? Where um, I'm having to deal with an emotional stuntedness. Male stoicism. And I, you know, when I finished writing the record, I remember feeling and looking back being like, ooh, do I sound like a bag? Do I sound like a bag? And I remember being critical of myself at first. And I quickly stepped away from that because I was like, actually, hell not. Nah. Like, that is what patriarchy would have you think if you're critiquing that, you know? But the real dynamic mm -hmm. that I'm challenging is this, this one where you are um, being really stoic in the face of vulnerability you're kind of faking a little bit like i'm being really tender right now mm -hmm. and welcoming still but you are being weird you know you are being weird right now and the withholding is kind of what i'm speaking to and it's kind of it's interesting because i'm not speaking to a singular relationship and i wasn't in an official relationship to even break up right so it's not a breakup record in that sense but i did have some friendship mm -hmm. breakups and I did have to draw some boundaries. And I think that what you're hearing and the way that I would frame it is it's a boundary setting record. Mm. I've always led with a certain amount of vulnerability and tenderness in my work. Mm -hmm. But I think now the difference with this record is that there's you're hearing boundary setting happening at the same time. Well, I mean, what is setting a boundary but being gentle toward yourself? Exactly. And making room for your real experience and being honest about it. If you've ever struggled with creating a boundary, Kalela's got some advice for you. Coming up, she writes a letter to break up with the people in her life that don't work toward her liberation. We'll be right back. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Teladoc Health. There are lots of reasons for wanting to be healthy. Family, work, living a fuller life. Teladoc Health understands. Whether you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or just need to manage your weight, Teladoc Health can help. Visit teledochealth.com slash what's your why for more information. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C health slash what's your why. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. 
This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing, backpacking, and another outdoor thing that rhymes with backpacking. Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways you can opt outside. This election season, you can expect to hear a lot of news, some of it meaningful, much of it not. Give the Up First podcast 15 minutes, sometimes a little less, and we'll help you sort it out what's going on around the world and at home. Three stories, 15 minutes, Up First every day. Listen every morning, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, before we get back into it with Kalella, I've got a little backstory for you. In 2019, Kalella was bold. She wrote a searing letter to her friends, family, and colleagues. And in it, she laid out how some of these relationships needed to change in order for her to feel supported as a queer Black femme. After she sent it, she lost some friends and ended some contracts early. But for her, it was clarifying. In that letter, what I was saying actually um, was more, I was sharing with them what I have been experiencing. So it, you know, it presented some solutions and some things that I need them to, to do in order to make it safe for me. But for the most part, the letter was articulating like the time, the ways that I've been experiencing marginalization, um, you know, in their company or with their company. And then, you know, towards the end, it's like, you know, this is what I, I need to have a conversation with you in order to make this feel different. And I got, you know, some really good responses. One of the most humane things is like being able to to leave agreements that don't work. This is this is not a good place for me. This is like a good place for somebody else, you know. So I want to make that clear. And then you know the primer is where I really go into, which I did not share with all of those people. I, I shared the primer with my close team, you know. After that, who are actually going to be advocating for me on this record? This primer included readings on radical Black feminism, along with Kalela's notes. Everything from Candace Williams' Reader on Misogynoir to a popular article titled Straight Black Men Are the White People of Black People and The Will to Change by Bell Hooks. So I think all around, I've just wanted this process, you know, like not just not just the release, which I think is where a lot of artists are encouraged to focus. It's just the release, like getting it to your audience, no matter how, which way you get it to them, no matter how, which way mm. you make it, no matter what you do. Just get it to them. And then that's when the liberation starts, when you start to share with your audience. And that's not, for me, I wanted to make sure that the liberating experience has already happened while I'm making. There's a lot of liberation in sharing that labor, in making it not just my job to, you know, to do the liberating. You want to be in community with people and have it not be all on yes, your shoulders. Yes, there's a lot of white people who advocate for me. You know, there's a lot of men who have to do that as well. And I didn't want it to be a thing where I'm like, I'm telling them this is the framework of understanding. I wanted to be like, you guys, you guys read that and engage that. And and then you'll understand intimately, not only will it help you advocate for me, but let's even more importantly, it will help you be a better person in this world. It will help you be more in mm. touch with not just me, but other marginalized people that you are around. There's a lot of baptism imagery in this album. From the album cover, which shows, you know, the rest of you submerged below water and we just see your face above the surface. 
Um, you repeatedly return to the phrase washed away. There are aquatic sounds throughout and 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 even you know talking about floating down a river they like it's in the lyricism it's in the imagery you have said that black dance music is a quote healing knowledge what comes after this kind of baptism and healing i sort of started moving towards this thread mm-hmm. when I sang Washed Away over the, the first track. Moving on a change of pace and I'm far away far away I know that from this moment, I won't need a break in the way that I needed a break before. Mm, yeah. Setting boundaries, um, like for the first time, is really hard. You know, like obviously <laughs> it's not the first, first time, but I would say, like, I think I was getting into boundary setting in 2019. Yeah. There wasn't enough context for what I was trying to do. And it's not until 2020 where I felt like the world changed around me. And it was like, no, now you can't. Now, now mm. everybody understands what boundaries are, and now it's like acceptable, socially acceptable to be like, I have had enough. Thank you so much. Like, I am not doing this with you anymore. It has to be different in order for us to move forward. And that's something I think I want to give permission to my audience to do that. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it's more like I want to affirm the boundary setting than I feel like marginalized Black femmes and non-binary people are already setting right now. And the liberation that follows is what we're after. We're, we're after less stress. It's really yeah. simple. Like, I'm not, it's nothing crazy. It's just like, I would like to mm, feel cared for regularly. I would like to not try to swallow things that I've grown, grown accustomed to swallowing. If I'm struggling, I want the people around me to know that that's what's happening, you know, um, to share the burden, you know, and I feel like all of the things that I've been describing in terms of how I changed my practice or how I was trying to liberate myself through this process is available to all of us. And I think it's not about flipping tables, right? But it is, sometimes we need to flip a table. I feel like sometimes, sometimes you need a little while. cookie line, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's appropriate, <laughs> but I, I, it's not a, it's not that we want to be doing that every day. We want it to be so that everyone in the world understands and has more compassion for this experience. Well, Kalala, thank you so, so much for joining me today. You are fantastic. Uh, We are excited about the album. Thank you so much for your support. I really um, appreciate it. I'm so excited to share. I'm excited for those club moments and I'm excited for those like bedroom car moments as well for people to have this sort of intimate experience with themselves and the record. That was Kalela. Her new album, Raven, is out now. 
This episode of It's Been a Minute was produced by Barton Girdwood, Alexis Williams, Liam McBain, Corey Antonio Rose. It was produced and edited by Jessica Mendoza. Our intern is Jamal Michelle. It was edited by Jessica Placek. Engineering support came from Brian Jarbo. Our executive producer is Verilyn Williams. Our VP of programming is Yolanda Sanguini. Our senior VP of programming is Anya Grundman. All right. That's our show for today. I'm Brittany Luce. See you next week for another episode of It's Been a Minute from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. When you book through Capital One Travel using the Venture X Card, you earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights. And you earn unlimited 2x miles on all other purchases. Plus, receive a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. The VentureX card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. This is my voice. I can tell you a lot about me, and I'm not changing it for anyone. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of NPR episodes centered on Black experiences. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. 